0: friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Eagles are 2-0 thanks to a dominant run game in the second half versus the Vikings. So Avante Maddox is likely out for the season with a torn pectoral. How will the birds replace his production on the defense? Braden Mann is brought in as the long-awaited replacement for punter Aaron Sipos. The Eagles faced off against the 2-0 Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. The Phillies win consecutive series against the Cardinals and Braves to maintain their top wild card spot. Barring catastrophe, the Phillies will have home field advantage for the opening playoff series. But concerns remain. Can the bullpen get it together? Will the starting rotation be deep enough? And can the bats stay hot? The Sixers sign free agent Kelly Oubre to a one-year deal. What can Nick Nurse get out of the veteran wing? All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Good to be back.
1: Uh, We're back to a nice, lovely weather week. Uh, Had a good weekend. Played some kickball with these two lovely gentlemen here to my left and to my right. Not too banged up. Although I did get a little banged up after we played kickball, for sure. Played low kickball. Did little things here and there. But uh, other than that, can't complain too much. The fills are still hot. The birds are 2-0. The Sixers made a little move. You know, all in all, it's been pretty good in Philadelphia and for me.
2: Yeah, we're chilling. It's uh, definitely starting to be fall. I think today's the 20th, first official day of fall. is the 23rd on Saturday, so we're feeling that. I was trying to look it up on my phone, but Trevor, you remember that one tweet that was like, reasons why fall is the best?
0: Uh, wait, what was it, this? There, that
2: one tweet from like a couple years ago. It's like, reasons why fall is the best. It's like, football... Halloween, something, something, and then anal sex and cornfields. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to find it on Twitter just now, but I couldn't find it. But happy that falls back. I was going to ask, but I suppose I won't. Yeah, I won't ask about the anal sex and cornfields. <laughs> yeah, but no. anyway, we're doing well Look, here. We,
0: yeah, we we welcome all uh, lifestyles <laughs> here on the pod, but I just don't have any personal experience to speak of, unfortunately. Haven't been to yeah. any
1: corn, cornfields lately. I do like a corn maze, but
0: Yeah, you ever did you ever go to the like what this was that corn maze in like Lancaster or some shit? The we one that to... people get lost in all the time? Or not yeah. lost,
1: but like it's meant to be like really hard.
0: Uh I mean I don't it's not super difficult. I mean I we used to in high school, we used to go there uh, uh I guess you weren't in Latin, right? No, like, was, I wasn't in Latin. Or like Latin Club used to always do that as a field trip because it was like you know it's just like the 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 myth with the the, the minotaur and all that stuff you know so we go out there that latin club ruled because it was just like any excuse for a field trip they would just make the loosest connections to some like <laughs> yeah. ancient like roman myth or something and be like yeah we like that's a reason to go uh ice skating or <laughs> go to the <this> museum <laughs> yeah. or yeah, whatever did, else it is did they even have corn in ancient rome probably not right i don't know corn i mean I labyrinth it's...
2: certainly but not like a corn maze though yeah
0: i think the maze would have been made out i think of, wheat uh, wheat rocks. was all,
2: wheat was their main product i they don't
0: had
1: think corn in wheat ancient maize. rome yeah wheat was their main product I mean, they had, they had bread. bread they had bread oh good bread.
2: point good point
1: i think of corn i think more of like uh central america kind of stuff like maize and all that they kind of right. got that into the into the fold. Not yeah. that they didn't have corn in Rome, but I was, I think that bread was their more staple. But
2: man, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have corn mazes back then. But like Trevor said, it's just a loose connection. But I'm there. sure
1: they had anal sex back then. So you know. Oh,
2: you've oh, yeah. seen
0: those, those those urns? Yeah, yo, those he, ancient urns.
2: Them
1: Greeks were freaks.
0: They yeah,
2: and man. Romans too. But you know. Yo, what about yo Saturnalia? Wasn't no. I'm thinking of something else. What was Yo Saturnalia?
0: That was, so, that was, like, a thing we would do every, so, so that's, like, kind of where Christmas came from, sort of. It was so, because you know how, like, like, Jesus was actually born closer to, like, September or something? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Sort of what it, so, so at the time, like, ancient Roman, like, Christians would uh, basically, like, sort of under the radar celebrate it around December you know late December because that's when Saturnalia was going on which was like a pagan holiday so they were so that's how Christmas ended up being like in this on <laughs> December 25th gotcha we gotta
1: take a deeper dive into that yeah come December come Christmas time I, mean, I don't who- re-
0: I don't remember anything about speaking Latin or the, la- the language part was like extremely difficult to me anyway but that was like the language class you could take and kind of like skate by on like because there was like a the mythology side you know there's always some projects there so i would be able to pass my grade without really knowing anything about you know deconstruct like conjugating the <laughs> whatever the fuck, fuck like I, yeah, that shit language was yeah Mm-mm. very it, difficult
2: at the same time it's the source of like a lot of languages now so you learn some languages yeah yeah, yeah.
0: spanish but, italian all that shit
2: yeah i guess saturnalia my last thing on that was uh it was a pagan holiday. and You were talking about anal sex. Men would just you were have talking anal about anal sex. sex. You said it too, though.
1: You said it first, though. Don't I, be saying I did. me. You I said. Did. <laughs> but
2: wouldn't men have an anal sex on? Set? They probably didn't teach you that in high school, though. Yeah, but I'm that pretty, was pretty sure I, I heard planning. that. So they
1: ripped those pages out. Yeah, but, uh, I'm missing the missing
2: scripts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll have more Saturnalia talk and probably more corn mace talk. Yeah, we can talk in, the, in about, the coming weeks. I think
0: like Valentine's Day was also based on an ancient uh Roman holiday where they like went around and like hit women with whips and shit. Jeez. <laughs> it was like Damn. fucked up. It was fucked up back then, you know. But now it's a nice little uh, <laughs> take or take her sniffing another out to dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's I mean, come full it's, circle. It's evolved yeah. quite nicely, I suppose.
2: But yeah, for for the record we do not support whipping women on valentines yeah, day. Yeah, no. Anal <laughs> yeah.
0: Anal sex on Saturnalia.
2: Right. Totally cool. No whipping women.
0: No whipping women, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, unacceptable behavior for sure.
2: Yo, how are y'all feeling after kickball?
0: I love a star? A my
1: like only my right leg, that's boot Tuesday, is a little hurt, but Tuesday
0: was you know supposed to be leg day for me, but I had to do the cowardly skip. You were that banged up?
1: Same. I had to skip it my leg pretty, day too. Yeah. I was doing I was mean,
0: yeah, the past few days I was doing like if I wanted to like, you know, put my legs up on the on a on the table or something to do this move, or you like for real picking up your leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was rough. Maybe I didn't try hard enough. My
1: legs felt okay. It's just my right leg for kicking, like on the this part, like the calf hurt, but I felt good compared to how I felt the time before. I think the heat, like you were saying, was a big factor, so that felt yeah, good. It's lot nicer out. Um, but, you know, drinking no water and only drinking a six-pack of Twisted Teas definitely wasn't good for my body. But, <laughs> you know, felt good all in all. Felt good to get a win <laughs>
2: to start the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all team did good. I, f- I remember I was drafted first overall. I said, you should
0: have been drafted first overall.
1: I like being a late round, you know. I was
0: I was dead last. I was playing with a chip on my shoulder, you man. still that did was, pretty good, that though. That board yeah. material for me, man. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you were the seventh-round pick. You were Jordan Mayalata. Yeah. I and mean, he exactly. went down a player for a hot second. Just like second.
0: Jordan Mailata.
1: Ex- essentially. When I, when I think <laughs> of Trevor, I think of
0: who, what athlete
1: <laughs> like in the, in the 400 NFL. 400 pound Australian,
2: yeah. man. <laughs> eh, I see some similarities. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't too banged up. Uh, left leg's still a little stiff. But other than that, I felt great, man. Like, I didn't skip leg day. Mm hmm. Last, the, you know, I, I thought, I realized this, right? The last couple of times we played kickball. I did leg day the day before. Oh. So that's probably why I was even more sore. This time I didn't do no leg day the day before. So I think maybe that helped. But whatever. It was fun. Tw- 25-19. It was like a football score, man. Yeah. And uh, Circling
0: we, those bases.
2: We had my man over there. Oh, man. Like oh, yeah. Losing
0: like a
1: pigeon. <laughs> we were in the outfield. I'm thinking, like, man, these birds are really close to us right yeah. now. There's
0: no... Like, people don't know what we're talking about. There was a like, man... Yeah. Just sleeping under this tree, who was there when we arrived and was still there like two, three hours later when we left.
2: Yeah, yeah. Marconi Plaza. Out. When we first showed up, it was about 1230. Oh, was already snoring like a mm-hmm. bird, like a pig. We were playing the game. At one point, I'm like, damn, who is singing in the outfield? And it's him snoring. He had like this like high pitch, like. <laughs> snore i'm just like it was beautiful for a snore i will yeah. say i wouldn't mind
1: that but like we said we took a halftime break and then we were sit on the wall like complete opposite end of the field you could still hear him <laughs> yeah. and then his friend fell asleep behind him i don't know if it was his friend or whatnot but there was a couple guys sleeping all together but
2: great day yeah great day to sleep outside yeah. in a park for and, sure. uh, no one kicked the the ball and hit either of them so close i tried at, yeah. well,
1: not to hit him but like we did get he was we out had there some pretty
2: far. we had some good tough.
1: some good boots I got one good rip but it went more left than it went straight uh
2: almost hit a tree but it was pretty good yeah, yeah it was a good time uh I think listeners viewers if you're around October 7th that's the next day that I think we're trying to play mm-hmm. Marconi Plaza it's probably a good sometime weekend. around noon one o'clock find us there it's a good weekend to go do it Alright, so yep. what are we starting with? We can get into the agenda. What do you yeah. all want to start with?
0: Well, I guess uh We like overlooked the Phillies last week, so maybe we should uh True make true. sure we get to that. Awful good off a good series win. Good, yeah. Two out of three against the dreaded Braves.
2: Also two out of three against the hated Cardinals.
0: Yeah. Two yeah. Two uh yeah, two teams that I do not like very much, so that's cool. Cardinals yep. are obviously quite bad. So yeah, I expected that. Would have been nice to get the sweep, but whatever. You know, Brave series first game, or was it the first? Was it the first game we won? Yeah, we won the Where first game. We, sw- we hit like a million home runs. Yeah. First game that we lost, the yeah. second game. Swarmer yeah. hit that like like 500, almost left the yeah. park. Yeah. yeah, I think did they say that was like the lo- the longest home run in that park? Second,
1: it was the second or third longest. Granted, in that the park's park is
0: only yeah. like three years old or whatever. Second or third
2: longest in that park, it's like four hundred eighty-five yeah. feet. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty wild. Yep,
0: that's like. Uh, Fucking metal bat! <laughs> like, yeah, as
2: soon
1: as he hit it, I just started cracking up. Yeah, yeah, well, it was good to see Ryan Howard's expression too in there.
0: Yeah, yeah he's he hits some four hundred fifty yeah. foot dingers, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
2: yeah, you know, that Cardinals series, man. I forget if we said this the last time we played the Cardinals, but I think it's very poetic that back in twenty eleven, they kind of ended our dynasty. We all remember Roy Halladay pitching his ass off in that game against Mm -hmm. them in game five of the NLDS, then Ryan Howard making the final out, just curled up on the ground with his Achilles blown out. That was the end. Yep. So then it's kind of come full circle. We saw it last year. We ended the careers of Pujols and Molina, and I mean, still, they have Goldschmidt and Arenado, but their dynasty's over, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really nice to sort of pay it forward, and then to continue to dominate them this year. I think we went five and one against them this year. Yeah, I think the mm-hmm. last
0: time, yeah, I think we swept them the first time, and two out of three the next or whatever.
2: But yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on them. But I just think that it's great to give them some karmic revenge. What goes around comes around, and they got theirs. May oh, yeah. been twelve years later, yeah. but we got our yeah. revenge.
1: And then with the Braves, you know, good to see them get a good tough tough series win away, which. You know, JT, again, it's a whole different player, so that's a whole dynamic to the lineup his, where his he plays. are insane. It makes no sense. He fucking demolished that ball, and it's like you can't even – it's a weird thing. And he's even admitted that, like, I, he, he's been asked about it, and he's like, I don't understand. Like, I don't notice it until you guys bring it up. But then I'm like, okay, yeah, it is a thing. But it is weird to just see how <laughs> – it's not like he's hitting, like, barely hitting him out of the park. Like, my man was crushing it the other night. That ball went up into the second deck. Yeah, it was deck. a long yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's weird to see, but a win's a win. A series wins is a good series win. Good to see the bats alive again today. It's good to see that. I feel like when we played Atlanta at home the last series, every time we went to extra innings, it felt like, okay, Atlanta's going to, like, the Braves got it. No big deal. Like, that's going to suck. But it's good to see that we were the team that finally came up victorious. It's good to see Kimbrell out there doing his thing. Um Hell of a fucking game from Casty. I mean, yeah, that, that play oh, at man. the end of the ninth inning. Uh, yeah, yeah. You had Kruk. He was over here, like, no, 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 let yeah, it drop, let no. it drop. And then he just caught it, turned around, zung it in, and unreal. Great catch by Stubbs. Way to make the move there, too, for him. Cause I think it's a good boost. He's a great fielder that way. His bats are kind of weak, but, um, all around, this great team win from guys that you don't expect to be the head people all the time, which is nice. Like, yeah, mean, Harper y- had a rough game today. Yeah, and
0: yeah, Cassidy steps up, hits two home runs,
1: two two at bats in a row, pops them out of the park, one single Scooby home run, Sox. one two home run, yeah. gets the really the game saving out. To be honest with you, yeah, at I mean that they play. lose that game if yeah. he
2: doesn't nail him at home. Yeah, did you see the quote from him? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, He's we're, just we're, "So yeah, in my he's head, saying, yeah." <laughs> I was gonna let it drop. Then at the last minute, the voice in my head told me to catch and make a throw home. (laughs) Yeah. What voice in his head? Yeah. He's a weird dude. Yeah, he's a weird dude. I'll take (laughs) it though. I love love that guy. I think he fits right into that with that weird shit. Uh, Like I'm into it.
0: It's funny, yeah. I mean, it's funny how last year he was maybe not so much like a defensive liability, but it's very, very average fielder, and then when it really counted in the playoffs, like he, there was that one game against the Braves in the uh, NLDS where he totally saved the game with that, like, sliding yeah, catch yeah. He and made that he did a couple Multiple times, like, yeah, times. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's it's, it's his time, ty- his gloves time of year, I guess it's like coming around again, but yeah, bullet like made a perfect throw <clears> to home. Yeah. Awesome stuff.
1: Yeah. Good to see. So it feels good. Um But they come home now to the Mets I think so. Then they have the Pirates and then the Mets again.
0: Yeah, I mean this series against Atlanta was their last uh, like serious team they were playing. Yeah, I but
1: I think that like this is when you get trapped, right? Where I think the magic number is seven or whatever. Yeah, it's down to seven. So, it was
2: down to seven after we won, but who knows what these other teams chasing? Right. Us do. So like I think that like six. you can't over. You got to
0: at least win each series. I think they're two and a half games ahead of the Diamondbacks right now for that top spot.
2: You're still going to get your
1: job done. The Mets, I know they have nothing to prove, you get, you, but you're going to play them six times in the next you know, two weeks, week and a half, whatever it is. And I think that playing a team that has nothing to lose is just as dangerous as a team that has everything on the line. It's not like they're a the middle of the road pack. It's probably like, worse than some. ways. You have guys yeah. that don't give a shit. They want to play the villain. They want to play for that new contract next year and shit like that. So I think that uh, they got to be on their P's and Q's. Nola had a good start, I think. Yeah. You know, he, again, gets to the fourth, fifth inning, and just kind of not quite falls apart. But you can see that he's not quite got the same targeting yeah. or velocity. He something had like
0: eight strikeouts today. He was yeah, pretty, I mean, he did good, but he I just, still don't trust him. But he put he the Braves in play
1: a lot more than you would like to see in a game where, like, you
2: it's a must win, so to speak, for us right now. But so this is one of the questions I had. I put it in the rundown. I got it in my notes. Playoff start, like where the Phillies are good, probably going to clinch early enough that they can kind of set their rotation up Yeah, the way they want it. Playoff start, Wheeler's your game one starter. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of talk about this on sports radio. People have asked Rob Thompson. I'm curious what y'all guys' opinions are. Who's your game two starter? Is it Nola?
0: The other option, I guess, would be uh, it's, Ranger. It's yeah, That's who I
2: think your other option is.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's crazy that we're even talking. Like, I mean, you right. would think that the it would be like, yeah, of course it's Nola, but ugh.
1: Let's go, Lorenzo. No, I'm kidding. I gotta <laughs> oh, go. God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That guy. I think
2: you gotta go, Nola, and then Ranger. Yeah, I'm really sitting on the fence here. Like, my gut tells me to go Nola, but like we've seen him just falter so many times this year. That I would almost rather trust Ranger. Ranger was playing very well in the playoffs last year. He's proved himself to be clutch when it matters. I know he's been kind of shaky this year. But I think I would probably trust him more than Nolan. Maybe that's just me. I guess it, it also is matchup dependent. If you're playing a team that rakes against lefties in the first round. Yeah. Then you probably don't want to do it. But I don't know, man.
1: Like, I think the qu- the counter question then is if the Phillies win the first game
2: who do you start? If they lose the first game, who do you start? That's true, yeah. I mean, in the playoffs, you don't have to say for sure. You don't have to declare a starter till like, day of, I don't
1: think. If they win, you feel more comfortable probably playing?
2: Yeah, if they win the first game, then I'm going Ranger in the second game to clinch. Mm -hmm.
1: If you lose the first game... I'm probably still going Ranger. Yeah, and that's fine, you know? I mean, I think that it's been, I think that the biggest key that we've been saying all year has been consistency and you know, the hitting has kind of leveled itself out, knock on wood, where people have been doing pretty good and carrying their weight. The bullpen has still been very much the liability here where
0: that's the thing scares me the most yeah. going into the playoffs for sure.
1: Bryce Harper can only have so many historic fucking bottom of the ninth home runs, which he's done a lot in the last month and a half and they still lose yeah, those games yeah, It's like you know the game we were at yeah yeah. lost you know, a bunch of these he gets yeah. a couple home runs and you get to extra innings and it's like who are we going to put in the bullpen now like I don't know like there's nobody really that's strong like who we got in here to come in here and close the deal out but you Jeff gotta Hoffman. you gotta hope that playoff environment South Philadelphia it's different I think that I still go with NOLA for game one or two whatever they choose to go with whatever I think Ranger could definitely earn his time as the number two guy. But I think that you got to have some faith. And that's what playoffs are all about. you got to, like, you're hoping and praying that shit works out for your team that way, especially the way
2: that CPB works out in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, anything could happen. Like we saw last year in the the Brave series, Acuna, 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 excuse me, loses Mm -hmm. the ball on one of those plays and, like, ends up not catching it and ends up being a couple runs. Yep. That ended up being the deciding play in the game. Like we we took off from there, but like weird things like that can happen just because of the crowds messing with him, loses a ball in the sun, like loses the ball in the lights. That's the difference in a playoff game.
1: Same boat. I think it was also at Cunha too, where Wheeler ended up, <clears throat> which I think was a lean in to get hit. Wheeler was on fire, hit a guy for the Braves, and then was completely thrown off in that. And never was right again. So it really, the playoffs, everything is on their microscope. Everything is at such a high stake. And I think that, uh, you know, I think you got to go with your two aces. You got to trust and believe that your top two guys are your top two guys for a reason, give or take whatever kind of up and down they've had all year. But I think that you got to just trust and believe that come push, you know, push come the shove. They're going to get their job done or at least be bailed out by their bats which i think in the playoffs when that place is rocking if they get home field for at least the first stretch of the playoffs it should be different it's a different animal down there
2: yeah yeah i guess on the topic of the braves like obviously we'll have to win our first round series before we get to them it's likely we face them in the second round if we mm-hmm. do that do you like our chances against them i love it maybe i'm thinking maybe i'm thinking too far in the future Counting my chickens before they hatch, so to speak. But I'm just curious, after this series and really the season series, how do you feel about that? You said you love it? I love it because historically this season
1: we've played better. It's funny, both teams have played better away against each other. Where That's true. They have been owning us in Philly. We've been owning them or at least winning each series away or predominantly more of them away. And I think that if I'm going to keep those same – odds but now you give me playoff environment philadelphia versus playoff environment atlanta i think that we and i don't want to say steal a game at home because that sounds fucked up being that we're the home playoff team but if atlanta comes in all the time and pretty much is owning our ass all season they're the better team on the books right now if we can at least split or if we do sweep them at home i have no doubt this team can beat them away and they've done it before they could do it again. Yeah. I feel good about it. I'm not afraid of the Braves in the playoffs at all if they get to us. If they get a bye then they play us. Yeah, they get a
2: bye. All right, well then we yeah. I'm that.
1: not afraid of them at all. Yeah. I think that that's a pretty even matchup. It's going to be tough, but I think it's going to be pretty even.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I Braves are fucking scary. I got to say I don't uh I'm definitely not as confident against the Braves. Um like it worked out last year. We, like, got them, you know, got their pitching a little bit. I mean, I guess you could say that their starting pitching is can be susceptible to some letdowns here and there. But, I mean, they just have, like, every guy in their lineup is just, like, is capable crazy. of just hitting the ball out of the park. Um, I mean, some of the, like, the leaps that their players have taken this year is just, like, unbelievable. Um, I don't know. I just like, I mean, like, I mean, going into the, like the season this year, like, like the thing that I thought was like probably going to happen is we were going to make it to the playoffs again. We were probably going to lose the Braves this time. Like, damn, it's just, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Like, um, and you know, it's a short series. It's baseball. It's a like, the playoffs are a crapshoot. Anything can happen. Um, but yeah, our bullpen terrifies me. I don't know. How many? I mean, how many guys in our bullpen can you really trust right now? Like, I feel like
2: the Braves are probably saying the same thing, though.
0: That's true. Um, we've gotten to them. I mean, they, they've been... Uh, we got to them today, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've been, like, throwing Brad Hand out to us like, a right. couple times. I mean, that's, you know... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're just a fucking scary team. They're the best team in baseball. There's a reason they're the best team in baseball. I mean, I don't know. I think we can definitely match up against them. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it's kind of hard for me to feel good about that series just given how good they are.
1: Had we gotten swept this series, I would be more scared. But I think that the last two, we've played them very fairly recently, right? So you figure you have the Mets, Pirates, the Mets, then you got whoever else that we play first in the playoffs. We don't really play them that far down the stretch if all things go right. So there's a sense of familiarity there. There's the history of us playing each other in playoffs. Sure, they're going to be mad and angst up because we you know, beat them last year when they had the best record in baseball or second best record in baseball, whatever it was. But, I mean, yeah, there's a sense of, sure, if we lose that game, fine, they're the best team in baseball, whatever. But at that point, we assume the underdog role again, and that's okay. We do better with that. They're the best team in baseball. They've said it. They've been crushed it. They're historical. They have people that have – Everybody on their fucking top seven people in the lineup have 100-plus RBIs or people are stealing bases and hitting home runs, and I get it. At the same time, though, now you have all the pressure. We got nothing. We had expectations at the beginning of the year, and we pretty much shattered our expectations within the first three months because they couldn't get their shit together. So I think that the way the track record's been lining up statistically with away and home records, I think we, be- we do better with that assumed underdog role Harper's been looking way better. He's got the power back. All the bats are alive right now. Trey Turner looks phenomenal, knock on wood. All the young guys are performing. I think we're in a way better spot coming into it on the rise than someone that's pretty much been plateaued for the last three months. Yeah, I
2: mean, I won't disagree with you there. I think I heard how y'all are feeling. I got some, some stuff written down here. So, Trevor, to your point, the Braves are scary. The Phillies went 4-8 and eight against them this year, which isn't a great winning percentage, yeah. right? But the run differential, it was 74-58. to 58. I get it. It's 16 runs. Spread out over 12 games, that's only 1.3 runs per game. You know what I mean? So, yeah. in a playoff game where something weird can happen... And then that leads to two runs when the differential over the course of a 12-game se- season series is 1.3. The Phillies could come out on top. Uh, the other thing is that's kind of skewed, right? The Braves had one game early in the year where they won 11-4. And the Phillies early in the year were bad. They were right.
0: ass. Yeah, not the same team they are.
2: Right no, definitely sure. not. And then the Braves had that game the other night. They won 9-3 where it was Sanchez who did okay and Lorenzen who couldn't get an out. Yep. Yeah. So, if you figure between those two games, that's 13 runs. I know you can't really take them away. You kind of just even the playing field a mm-hmm. little bit, which it is going to be a little more even in the playoffs. That 13 runs that you take out, it's a three-run differential. And it kind of makes things a lot easier. Or not easier, more even.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, the Braves kind of feel that. Like the, the last series when the Phillies would come back only to lose the game, their manager said, "Like, yeah, this is one of the toughest teams we play. Like, we have played all season. They know how to come back. They have a lot of fight in them. Like, we know we aren't. We can't really rest on our laurels here until the final out. So, I think we match up well. Do I think we win the series? I don't know. I'm not calling any predictions till we get there. But I wouldn't be surprised that if the Phillies do play them, that ends up going." than the max number of games. I think it'd be five in that series. Yeah, yeah. And
1: nice. maybe the Phillies come out on top. I think it's too early to predict that series windows get through the Yeah, exactly. The That's money, why I'm you know not what I mean? calling it. But. I also think though too, like since August, maybe even late July, um in all of MLB, I think the Braves have 91 total home runs since the start of July or start of August We're or not whatever it is. Behind them. We're ahead. We're 93. Oh, Jesus. So, like, you know, that's the thing. We're like, yeah, I get it. You know, the Atlanta's no knock. It's a very tough team. It's going to be challenging. It's not a cakewalk at all. However, I think that we've kind of, in a way, in my mind, have met them at that plateau from an offensive perspective. It really comes down to can our pitchers get their shit done? Where if Nola has an Aaron Nola vintage day will be okay because we know the bats are pretty much there we haven't Wait, really
0: what do you mean by vintage de- well you know <laughs> like an Aaron Nola from yeah, like know, three I years know, ago. you know what I mean yeah, like be... Nola has I get that.
1: he has chances of being a you know seven inning sure 10 12 strikeout guy we haven't seen it in a while but it's in there somewhere and I don't know like we said before his confidence is low or he's playing for a contract or he's all fucked up in the head whatever he's got going on something inside he's you know the end of the day, that little kid inside wants to win a a ring. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're in the playoffs, all that other shit from the regular season stuff should go aside. And now you're back to being low kid. Boom. This is it, man. You play to be in the World Series. You yeah. were there last year. Come on now. He's also playing for a contract. And yeah. that which is fine. But at least regular season, if you figure you play like shit, you don't make the playoffs, you can get paid. But you play like shit regular season, but then you pick it up. Where it matters, now you're talking big money. And you know, if he wants to decide to nuck up, he wants it's to put time. his nuts to the fire, shout out Johnny Gantz. <laughs> <laughs> he got that we'll,
0: we'll get to him later. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nola definitely takes the bus to work. No, I'm kidding, I don't know what he does to work, but you know. Yeah, I remember I read an article, this is probably five or six years ago, but when he was a younger, younger player early in his Phillies tenure. He would eat his pregame meal at Melrose Diner every day, then take the Broad Street Line That's to just work. That's
1: getting torn down today. Oh, it is. Damn. Yeah, they had the yeah, bulldozers out. Like, the whole
0: Melrose Diner. Yeah, they started demolition today. looks like a whole looks like a like bomb went off out front. Damn. The whole
1: front of the face is just
2: ripped. Oh, it's so sad looking. <laughs> Everyone's just out front looking at it, like holding up their little like. Just it's sad we had liquor i'd say we do a shot to melrose diner right now had many a, a three to four a.m drunken meal there mm-hmm. rest in peace great mod sticks. Oh man that's mod sticks in the city i <laughs> dare say 12 yeah. steps down's close. Mod Very sticks, close
1: plus they always that marinara sauce always felt like it was homemade too i'm pretty
2: sure it was yeah well the, the mod sticks definitely were
1: yeah and i respect they put it in plastic that shit would always melt a little bit too you get a little Sticky plastic up in there. You, you like a little
2: plastic in on your cheese? I don't mind. Yeah. you know
0: what I mean? A little local flavor. Yeah.
2: I mean, a stick's already pretty processed anyway. What the hell's a little plastic Also, the Melrose wasn't like hurt. necessarily super clean all
1: the time. So, like, who gives a shit? I don't care. It's fine. I grew up in Philly. I've been True. drinking this tap water since I was born. I
0: don't really care. Yeah, you're alive My almost. My intentions are built for this shit. Yeah, you're all alive <laughs> almost 30 years later, so you're good. Yeah. Is that about it on the We're about... We're talking yeah. about the fightings here, yeah, I think we're doing all right. Talking about the fightings, yeah,
2: yeah, that's all I got. Uh, magic number seven might be down to six. Let's clinch and get the the bullpen and some yeah. of these important pitchers some rest and get ready for the playoffs.
0: I guess before we get into dive deep into the Eagles, should we touch on this uh, of the Kelly Oubre signing? Yeah, a little yeah, bit of Sixers can... news. It's been a while.
2: Some non-James Harden news, yeah, but it is positive. Kind of James Hard news, it is a no little way. bit,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It could be a sign of things to come but positive i think it's a good positive move
0: i don't mind it i mean it's kind of like i'm not it's not he's not i wouldn't he's not an exciting player but like a guy has got he's got some pop i mean he's i mean like he was averaging like 20 points a game last year or whatever but he was like on a bad team playing Mm -hmm. a lot more minutes and he's gonna play with us but we needed some wings um i think at least like he's a guy that's like got some raw talent Some athleticism. Hopefully he's a guy that can fit well into a Nick Nurse coach team. I don't know. What do you guys think?
2: So with him, I like the idea of Kelly Oubre a lot more than I like him as a player, if that (laughs) makes any sense. it's like, the idea of him at his best is he has some length, some athleticism. He, in theory, should be a 3 and D wing. Yeah. But the problem is... You I know, mean, at least the last couple of years anyway, his like shooting percentage has been like the low thirties from, from three. Yeah. I was and just that's on, say, yeah. that's on like catch and shoot threes. We're not talking pull-ups or off movement. That's just here. We'll throw you the ball. You shoot it. It's like, that's bad for like a three and D guy. Right. Um, and then defensively, like when he's focused, yeah, he can play good defense, but he's one of those guys that just struggles to stay focused. So, in theory, he should be good. Will he? I don't know, man. Nick Nurse, he seems like the kind of guy that Nick Nurse will be able to get a thing or two out of. But, no other coach. Steve Kerr couldn't get a lot out of him, right? And Steve Kerr's a great coach. Yeah. So, I i, I don't know. He's a handsome man. The, the ladies kind of. love him. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> including a lady that was involved with James Harden. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need wings. We were saying on the pod two weeks ago, yeah, had Danny Green's going to end up playing 20 minutes a game. Probably not now. So, in that regard, I like the signing. I'll put it that way.
1: I think it's good. I think it's, like I said, nothing groundbreaking. I think that it makes sense with the Danny Green signing, though, kind of coinciding with itself because then you have kind of the old season vet, savvy guy, hopefully can get this kid, you know, Somewhat playing some positive time and doing some good things for the team. Um, but, you know, only time will tell. But I'm okay with youthfulness on the team. You know, we Harden is old. Danny Green's old. PJ Tucker
2: is old for player standpoints, not just age in general. PJ Tucker's older than me and Trevor. He's right. old, dude. <laughs> so James Harden's the same age as me like he's Danny Green's older than me they're yeah they're old dude. so I think that
1: yeah, like you fact,
0: know like the oldest team in the league
2: I think well but Mo helped there,
1: to yeah. average it out then you got Oubre coming average it out yeah, and I think that like, like you got these savvy yeah. vets on the team too like hopefully there's a a learning development thing going on too where like they're training these young guys they're maybe making a mold Oubre went from you know curve system to a shitty team to hopefully now a who knows what we have in the Sixers, honestly, we'll but at least maybe <laughs> maybe some time in purgatory, uh where he was, could woken him up a little bit and now he'll get his shit together. But it's a move. A positive one. Like I said, nothing crazy, but
2: I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, he kinda reminds me of Swaggy P Nick Young. Y'all remember him from like the late two thousands, like early twenty tens. He was on the Sixers for a couple years. Really? Yeah, he was just this guy that, handsome dude, probably didn't really give too much of a damn about basketball, quite frankly, was just in the NBA for, like, the lifestyle not so much the game itself, you know what I mean? I think Kelly Kelly Oubre is more of a baller than that, but Swaggy P was kind of ass, dude. He would just come (laughs) off the bench, chuck up 20 shots. If they went in, great. Like, he'd give you 25 to 30 points off the bench, but nights that the shot wasn't falling... He would tank the entire game. And Kelly Oubre, I don't know if he's quite to that extreme, like I was saying. I think he cares about the game a little bit more. He kind of reminds me of this NBA era's version of uh, Swaggy P. I know some listeners and viewers probably are familiar with Nick Young, Swaggy P, who I'm talking about. And probably agree with me. Yeah.
0: At this point, I'm just, I'm just ready to just... Get weird with the Sixers. I don't like, I don't really, I, I don't, I'm not expecting, I don't know what I'm expecting, but it's just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's have a thousand centers. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. bring in Danny Green, bring in Kelly Oubre. Let's, Nick Nurse is going to be doing his weird shit. Like, let's just, let's just fucking get weird. That's, that's all I can really hang my hat on with this team at this point.
1: Mm hmm. So let's do anal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay.
0: Yes. No cornfields.
2: Speaking of. So this was something that was floating around <laughs> after the Kelly Oubre signing.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, maybe not. I doubt they did it in the cornfield. But anyway, so apparently <laughs> there's some longstanding beef. Or I don't know if it's still standing, but this was some beef from a couple of years ago. James Harden was dating a woman. Mm. And then it turned out she was cheating on him with Kelly Oubre. She got with Kelly oh, Oubre well. and started dating him. While she was still supposed to be with James Harden. Well, I guess he's not coming back now. Wait, so
0: here's here's my question: Was it, was this actually like a girl he was dating, or was it like they were both at the strip club and the stripper was like pretending to be really into James Harden, and then she tra- was like, "Oh, actually, I'm really into this guy," and he's like, "Oh, damn, what you treating on me?" That's a good question. <laughs> like, all, all I have like, to re- Was it really someone you were dating, James? All I have to rely on <laughs> is just
2: NBA Twitter and other sources, which is a bunch of gossip. So. Who knows? We uh, need boots on the ground here. We need to be able to yeah, see what's we need going some, on uh, in the situation. Some, some uh, real gumshoe investigating here. Yeah, but apparently Kelly Ubre is married to this woman now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: sick. Well, well, I mean, that could not possibly. He went out. That could not possibly but, blow
2: up the locker room if he comes back. Well, what do you back. think that's going to be like? Ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're going to be fighting in the
1: locker room, game one. Damn. Well, they're like a weird sort of Eskimo bro kind of
2: thing, so maybe that like brings them together more so than not. Who knows? Yeah, maybe huh? maybe they're down with threesomes or something. James Harden will be happy. Who knows? Anything
1: to bring him back. Yeah. If that means bring it back. This stripper that he used to go up with—that's all married yeah, to his teammate. Yeah, maybe this is part of the Daryl strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's man. Part of the deal. Yeah. I don't know. Some kind of like, fucked up game. Like you said, we're I getting weird here. Let's get I don't, weird, no, baby. No,
0: like, like I love how this whenever the NBA comes up, these are the type of conversations yeah. <laughs> that are happening. No other league are we saying like no spoil. It's just like this is a fucking soap opera. It's so funny. Dude, it's, gotta love the modern NBA, man.
2: It's incredibly dramatic. Like I've in my notes, like the NBA drama never ends. The WNBA, right? Players will be on the same team and date. Like, um,
0: doesn't matter. No yeah, one cares. Courtney
2: Vandersloot, She plays for New York Liberty. She was like married to her her teammate on the same team. Hell yeah! And, and like, no one makes a, no one makes a fuss about it. No one cares. They got HR, like. I'm yeah. sure teams <laughs> have, yeah, teams have get, mediators for stuff start. like that. But like players will be on the same team, break up, their, their wife will get traded. No one cares. They're it's following like, the deals. They're like, that bitch got a bigger deal than I did. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, people will always be like, yeah, women are so dramatic. The NBA has definitely proven that men are in equally, many cases, men are more dramatic.
1: Men are way more dramatic when it comes to sports. I mean, I'll admit yeah. to that. I'm very dramatic about my sports. Same. I think it all affects all my whole mood when that, the Eagles yeah. win or lose. It depends on how my week's going to be. If the Eagles lose, I'm sad until Wednesday or Thursday. Then at least I know that I can like have a beer on Thursday, drink Friday, and then just maybe get excited about Sunday again. If they win, I'm riding high, baby. I'm feeling good. But yeah, it's it's an emotional. You put all your emotions into one thing like that, especially sports
2: or James Harden. Or anything. Strippers. Game's a game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we'll have plenty more Sixers talking, I guess, yeah, I mean, two I guess weeks media day. Monday, October 2nd. That, oh, my God. Time.
0: Are we I able to get, get passes? Should we get
2: media passes? Yeah. Uh, I wish we could. If we could get credentialed for that. Uh, yeah. we got that. a call for that. I
0: don't think.
2: Yeah, we don't have any. I think if, I think, I think think the if we got
0: uh, credentialed, we get their credentials revoked pretty quickly. once. <laughs> like... Yeah, can I? Can anyone from the team bother to listen to this? Can I roll my cooler (laughs) into this meeting
1: real quick?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really all we got on the Sixers. Yeah. At least it was a happy conversation about the Sixers. We
1: laughed for the first time in a while about them.
2: Yeah, we weren't screaming about James Harden or Doc Rivers or anything else with this team. Mm I
0: guess we move on to. Our beloved birds,
2: bird gang, baby. E L G
0: L E S Eagles, Eagles. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Damn. Yeah, that video is funny. As I well, love that man. she was so happy the whole time, dude. I, it's the you best. Know?
0: I mean, you'd have to be in a pretty good mood to misspell it that. She moment.
1: will be if they keep winning. Knock on wood. She will be a part of every Eagles win. That oh, video yeah. is going to really resurface every time. time. Like she's going
2: to be the new clip right there. I yeah, love I'll it. I will post it every time. Hell yeah, listeners and viewers, y'all. I'm sure most of y'all have seen it by now. It's kind of just been popping off all over Philly since last Thursday's win. But this lady, where was she at? She was at Chickies or some shit. Either like Chickies or Xfinity. That's where they're always interviewing people. Yeah, yeah she was at Chickies. Really cute, charismatic lady was just stoked on the win, excited. Fine they interviewed high. Her. They Interviewed her and her man, and she just goes. Yep, that's right, baby. E-L-G-S-E-S-A-Eagles. And her man just like, yeah. And like doesn't even think twice about what did she just say? Uh, Trevor's pulling the video up. Uh, Man, honestly, though, I love that shit
1: about this city. You know what I mean? Like win or lose, mostly win. People just get bucked and they just start yelling shit whether they know they're right or not. Yeah. Feels good. We said it last podcast. We were like. We haven't been this season yet where they went at home, and the whole city, it's a vibe. Everybody's chilling. Everybody's happy. They're saying, go, birds. They're relaxed. They're hanging out, having a good time. And exactly. it's people like this.
0: You're looking great. Go, birds. Might have to
1: turn that off. But you all get it. It felt good, man. It felt good to see people like that just being happy again, you know? Feels good. I mean, love the Sixers, love the Phillies and all that, but the city definitely gets riled up when the Eagles are doing good.
2: Yeah, there's a different energy when the Eagles win a regular season game versus when the Sixers win a regular season game, when the Phillies win the regular season game, when the Flyers, the Union. Certainly when it's a playoff game, I think the energy is kind of on par Mm -hmm. for those other teams, but for a regular season game, just because there are so few eagles home games it's a different feeling and we kind of felt that last week 34 28 win over the vikings our boy Kirk cousins shout out quarterback would y'all think of uh would y'all think of that game
0: still a lot of stuff to clean up uh the passing offense still messy not uh not quite clicking yet but I mean, to their credit, I mean Brian Brian Johnson's gotten a little bit of shit the past couple of games, but to his credit, he did make the adjustment in the second half, which is kind of like, I mean, the biggest, I mean, the biggest complaint that we've all had about Johnny Gans was that like he just didn't make adjustments. Mm-hmm. At least like this guy like saw what was in front of him, made the adjustment. They just ran the ball down their throats the whole second half, and it was just like, on the one hand, it's like yeah, you want to see more out of the the passing game, but it's like. If they can't stop the run, then there's no reason to not just keep doing it. So, yeah, and then you know DeAndre Swift goes off for like, what do you have like 160 yards or something, something crazy? 178. Like that? I started
2: yeah. Yeah. in fantasy last minute. Yeah, I put him in my lineup. But uh, shout out DeAndre Swift, NFC Player of the Week, dude. Yeah,
1: that's back to back. Now
2: we had people in their special teams, NFC. You could have given it to Jake Elliott for special teams again. He bombed yeah. a 61-yard field goal. Yeah. I think um,
1: there's definitely some things to clean up for sure, but um, Hertz right now is averaging a 93.1 quarterback rating and a 98 rating against Minnesota. I think that the score is not indicative to the actual way that we played the Vikings. I think that I they scored agree. a lot of yeah. garbage touchdowns. You know, at one point we were up by 14 or 13. At one point we were up to like 20 points, 20 plus. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I yeah, think I that, that you know. Ending it on a close note, yeah, that's fine. I mean, when you have an offense like Minnesota, you should be scoring touchdowns left and right. you got the one of the best tight ends in the NFL, arguably the best receiver in the NFL, one of the best rookie receivers also in the NFL. Mm. Um, but, again, you have a totally unreliable quarterback at Kirk Cousins and sure is a very nice guy and Christian man and whatever <laughs> shit he want to talk about in the quarterback thing. But at the end of the day, he still has a big old – Bitch tattooed on his forehead. The guy <laughs> can't play in big-time games. He can't play when the lights are on and it's nighttime. He can't play in Philadelphia. Decent whatever O-line you got, whatever. whatever. I'm over the excuses. That offense should be putting up 45 points a game from Minnesota's standpoint, honestly. And I think that uh, he still had a good game. Phenomenal 300-plus yards, a couple touchdowns yeah. for sure. But they all came late-minute. The was, game was over. This team right now, I think, is... For the Eagles, that is a complete 180 of what we saw last year. Last year was we got off to a hot start. We aired the ball out. A.J. Brown, touchdown, Devontae Smith, big bomb. You know, Goddard's getting involved. Hurts can run a touchdown in. No big deal. This year, until they figure it out, because they have new coordinators on both sides of the ball, the best thing we can do for anybody that's a new coordinator, run the rock. The old line's the same. You run the ball, take up the time, chew the clock. When you can, make a deep bomb, you go for it, no big deal. There's no need for us to go balls to the wall and throw it all the time yeah. until they level set, and we're going to see that in the next week or so. And I think last podcast I said this Viking game was going to be the Welcome to Philadelphia, Devontae Swift, or uh, what's it called, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, Swift. Yeah. and it was huge yeah. breakout game. Most rushing guards in a game in the NFL right now for a running back this season. Mm-hmm. It's only been two weeks, but still, you have other teams that are going out there going crazy you got the likes of b john robinson and shit like he that still great. out there he looks phenomenal yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it seems like uh the past two games defenses are kind of playing us like they're really trying to take away that deep ball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean pick just, your poison yeah just take what they're giving you right they can't really uh can't complain you know yeah
2: yeah i was glad to see brian johnson make that adjustment because i remember the first probably the first quarter of that game We were at McCuskers, me, Trevor, Jonah. Shout out, Jonah. Was the other Monty? Monty was there yet? Yeah. (laughs) I was trying to remember his name. But yeah, we were at McCuskers. And like I was saying to Jonah, I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to be like a hashtag run the ball guy, but for real, man, you can't just come out here and just run these like college passing concepts over and over again. Like, you got to keep the defense honest. Yeah. And to his credit, he adjusted at halftime or think even probably a little before halftime, but certainly by halftime, he adjusted and started to run the ball. They started just spamming the same, like, inside zone plays over and over where you just run between the, the center and the guard, Mm they couldn't stop it. It doesn't
1: – that's the thing, like – and but, I get that you don't want to cause redundancy, but when you're getting five, six, seven yards a carry – And when the pass game can't consistently get four or five yards, like the pass game was very inconsistent. Like when they did go to pass, it was a little bit uneasy. That's unnerving to watch Hertz kind of feel a little bit like he's not confident where he's going with it, which could become, which could be just, you know, new play calls. And I get that. But when you know what's working and it works fucking five, six plays in a row, it's a, it's a done deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He also, like, he did have, Hurts did have that one bomb, to A.J. Brown, that was clearly pass interference. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Eight. So it's They like,
2: started to use the run to set up the pass in the second half, and that play was a, a perfect indicator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there were like, I think the one of the Devontae bombs, maybe both of them, were after they'd been running the ball down the throats a little yep. bit. So, that one
1: over the guy off his back, that was beautiful to see. I mean, yeah, it's there. Hurts has, there's no knock on his ability. I think they're just trying to figure out. What is going to activate what first? And I think right now our identity is you win games with whatever the team gives you, and they're okay with that. We're not flashy. You look at Dallas, where
0: yeah it doesn't need to be pretty,
1: right? The defense is going to you know get multiple sacks and a couple picks and maybe a pick six, and then they're going to run the ball and do whatever what Dallas does. But they got most of their points on field goals. Their offense still isn't really that intimidating, to be honest with you. Um, but the Eagles do what they need to do to win the game. They play very good defense. They make you throw the ball, hence why Kirk Cunningham had 300-plus yards because at the end of the game, twenty up 20-some 20 points, that's all you can do. Madison has been a whole liability. There's a reason why he's always been a number two and not a number one. Yeah, they
2: traded for Cam Akers yeah. today. Right. And a, apparently Vikings fans were saying some racist shit to, uh, on, about Madison.
1: Well, that makes sense. It is Minnesota. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they want to be all high money on their big uh, high-octane offense. Go for it. You can have your 300-plus Fantasy football team, 350 passing yards and two touchdowns for Justin Jefferson and Hawkinson got a touchdown. Go for it. And you still lose the fucking game because they can't hold on to the rock. So I think that it was a good testament to the team where we bend that we don't break. That's what this team's identity is looking like. It's going to be. For the next few weeks,
2: which isn't the most sexiest identity, but that was what Johnny Gann's defenses were supposed to be. I don't really know if I'm not trying to compare
1: it to that. I'm just saying, like, that's just what they're showing. I know know you mean that's what they're showing. They're not like they're not gonna do anything crazy, they'll go up on you maybe by the second, third quarter, which has always been our bread and butter, but it's just
2: interesting. So, I guess you talked about them coughing up the rock and the fumbles. I think our defensive line had something to do with that. Our defense certainly came to play. Defensive line yeah. was
0: fucking awesome. Yeah, I that mean, defensive the, front's uh, battling, dude. Yeah, the. I mean, I think the most unexpected part of all of it is how big of a leap Jordan Davis has made. Hell yeah. I, mean, I don't time. think anyone was expecting this. I mean, he was a guy that wasn't, I mean, if you go back his college career, he was not a guy who was rushing the quarterback and getting those kind of, like, pressures in the snap last year. Kind of saw the, the same thing. And then, obviously, he got injured, mm-hmm. hampered his, his season a little bit. You know, I think going into the season, you were just thinking, like, as long as he's, like, decent, m- improves a little bit, I think we will be fine. But he's taking a big leap.
2: Huge. Yeah, I mean, I never thought I would see him get two sacks in two games. In that sack no. he had in the game, the, the last game just ran right by a guy yep. at his size just to just be able to like quick swim move and you're by him and you're at kirk cousins like that that was incredibly impressive man
0: I'm yeah like, it's, i mean he's got all like the physical tools like he's huge big as fuck he's fast and just like i guess just hasn't been able to put it all together with the pass rush up until now but like now it's all coming together and it's it's uh quite a thing to say
2: yeah they had him in on several third and long plays I think I remember saying to you or Jonah, I was just like, damn, I didn't think he would be playing in these packages that often. Like, third and long, I figured you'd see Jalen Carter, which we have. You'd see Fletcher Cox, you'd see Milton Williams, which we've seen all those guys. But shout out Jordan Davis for getting Mm -hmm. a lot of those snaps, too. Not just playing on early downs or running downs. Getting in there, getting to rush the passer, and not only getting to, but actually doing so and making an impact. Very excited about him. Josh Sweat, that one sack he had, where he just bowls the guy over and oh, knocks him yeah. out of the game. That's so yeah. been great. That so was right. wild, dude.
0: <laughs> like, as Todd Reddicks kind of had a slow start, but Sweat's picked up that slack. You know, like he's looked really good.
1: Yeah, they're the number. They're tied for second right now in the NFL for defensive line as a pairing. Jalen Carter and uh, Jordan Davis pairings of most pressures on the quarterback. In two weeks, we're tied for second right now with the Saints. Forget San Fran or something like that's number one. But to have a rookie and a second-year guy who essentially is kind of like didn't a Ben Simmons-style rookie, where like he played a, year, yeah. a couple weeks and then got hurt, um, it's very impressive and a great sign for the future of this D line. And I think that there's no knock on this defense. I would love to see love a good pressure and all that. It creates turnovers and things like that. We'll get to it when we talk about the secondary coming up. But I think that eventually they're going to have, again, their breakout game where they're going to have, you know, six, seven sacks in the game again because that defense, they're so – they're right there every time. Yeah. I mean, and we the don't really – The are
2: getting the ball out real quick. And we
1: don't really have the secondary or linebacker core like Trevor's been harping on all season and off season, which is true. You know, you're missing that depth behind them where they're doing their job. They're making them be flustered and get the ball out quick. But those guys are open half the time. So – if they can just get a little bit quicker or hit the elbow or something like that, get that ball out a little bit more, I would love to see. I don't want to see quarterbacks, you know, having us have – we have the worst secondary in NFL. We've given up – we're 30, 30th, I think, in uh, coverage like that. Our secondary's been so, ass, dude. you know, and I – you know, we have back-to-back quarterbacks that threw
2: 330-plus yards on our ass and multiple touchdowns. Yeah, Manny Zmack so. and Kirk yeah. Cousins, man. We're not talking Pat Mahomes, no. Josh Allen. No. Dak, Dak doesn't belong in that category. Tua. Yeah. yeah, we're not talking those guys. You don't talk about
1: Tua, Brock Purdy. You know, you get Brock guys coming Purdy up. Brock Purdy doesn't
2: belong in that category.
1: But he will He will throw
2: up more yards than Dak. Dak has had a pretty – Neither one of those guys belongs in the same sentence as Mahomes. No. No. To, uh, but you got Mahomes Josh coming up, Allen. yeah. You got yeah. to it. You're right. You're right that way. Herbert. But, yeah. Did we play Herbert. No, I don't think we play, play Herbert. Herbert? No. Nah, but this year.
1: anyway, the defenses they're coming together more so than the offenses, which is good to see. In terms of a aggressive standpoint, yeah. The offense is very conservative, which is okay because it wins up the game. Defense. I want to see some more blitz packages, some more hits on the quarterback, not just pressures. We'll see how that shakes out. But oh no, I felt good about the game on. Thursday night.
0: So speaking of the secondary, Avante uh, Maddox is out of the year most likely. What do you guys think? How is this going to impact us? Can they replace him? Do you think that this is just going to be internal stuff? Do they seek a trade, a signing? What are yeah, we doing I mean,
2: here? Shout out Avante Maddox. Like, Pat, I know you and I are of differing opinions on an Avante Maddox. Remember New Year's Day, Walking around the Mummers Parade, you and I had an argument about Vontae Maddox. <laughs> I think someone was like, save it for the pod. Where are these several... Probably about an hour into this, so we don't have to have the Vontae Maddox discussion now. But I'll miss him. I think plays tough, <laughs> plays hard. But at the same time... He's always been good healthy, that's just the problem. He's just know? too small to play like that. I think that's, that's just every year. It's called up to him. He's 5'9, 185 pounds. He's smaller than me.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm like he's up there trying to tackle 240 pound tight ends. It's going to catch up to you. But to answer your question, I think they go internally. That's kind of what Nick Sirianni has been implying to this point. Apparently, the Eagles are one of the only teams in the league that has a coach specifically for Nickelbacks. I saw nice. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that they can use whoever this guy is, to coach up your like Mario Eli Goodrich, Ricks, Rich, or Goodrich, Eli yeah. Ricks, like whoever you want to put out there. So I think they're going to look internally, see if they can coach some of these guys up. If it doesn't work, then we see something like a Linval Joseph last year where I don't know what nickel cornerbacks kind of are available, yeah. but you bring in someone like that.
1: I think uh, <clears throat> I don't miss him. And no knock on him. I mean, I love Maddox. Great Great guy, looks like a great locker room person and stuff like that. However, has he really been here at all? I mean, the last two, three seasons he's been knocked out. I called that, I literally called this before Thursday Night Football. I was like, he'll have a great first two, three weeks, and then he'll be gone for the rest of the season. And yeah. he did. Like, And it's unfortunate. I don't want to see that for a guy. But, you know, you can't be, we don't know if you're a good corner when you only play one Fourth of the season. I think we know he's good. It's just... No, he's good for... But
2: he's... He's, he's good for I think half lo- a season at most. But longevity is a attribute of being good yeah, in the well, NFL. They, they always if you say... The best ability is availability, which I think right. is kind of BS, but it, it's true to an extent. It,
1: it, right. It is to an extent, but when your availability is only the first three weeks of the league, like, that kind of hurts us because now we're spending every season where we've we spent all offseason getting you healthy. We're training camp. You're the number one guy. This is your role. And then you get hurt again. It's like, well, now we got to fill this spot again with either backup or a rookie, or we got to go find somebody to learn the scheme with a new defensive coordinator. Um, it, You hate to see it. Anybody get hurt. Uh, There's a big week of people getting hurt, which you hate to see, obviously. Oh, However, sharp injury. Yeah. However, I think that Avante, yeah, it sucks, but we'll journey on. We did just fine with him last year after the third or fourth week again. So I want to see not Eli Ricks take that role because he's kind of the same build. Let me get Sidney Brown up in that bitch. He could cover a linebacker and put some hit on He did play them. some nickel in college, You too. know, yeah. so let him get up in there and assume that role. He's a way bigger fit guy. Honestly, fits the mold way better than Maddox does. Um, but, yeah, hate to see it. Not a positive thing at all, but I did call that shit a week ago. The guy just can't stay healthy.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, and he plays his heart out. He does well. He's When he does play, he is. I feel like he's a great vibes guy in the locker room. Like, whenever the Eagles post something on social media where Avante Maddox is in the video, just has great energy. He's roommates with Dallas Goddard. You know,
1: no knock about that. I don't give a shit who you play fucking 2K with. But at the end of the day, you got to stay healthy and be on the field. And we're talking now two years, three years in a row. It's tough. The he only player only
2: played one full season once his career. Right.
1: The only player that we've had that's had honestly the same track record um, is Brandon Graham. BG had that same stretch in the beginning though, of his career. He didn't really get started yet and kept getting hurt every year. Mm. Andy Reid really kept him in there. But Ante, you know, in one of our biggest gaps of the team, we can't afford to keep this guy around. I think this is it for yeah, him. Yeah, I think this is it for him it's gotta too. Be. I think.
2: They have some sort of option for him next year where they could keep him. I would be very surprised unless Mm -mm. he's willing to
0: take Er, some pay Yeah, it's definitely not going to be on the same deal. They'll have to – Maybe they restructure and he takes a pay cut. Yeah, yeah.
1: But But I think it's Sidney Brown time, and I think he's going to show up in a
2: big time. You think he's showing up next week? Let's talk about next week a little bit. Yeah. Well, he's playing slot. He's playing nickel, so you're going to get – You think they're going to put him out there against Godwin? Mike Evans, a rookie? i to t- scared about that I one. mean,
1: there's only one way to tell with that. I mean, you know, it's going to be a big test, I will say, though, as a whole for the secondary next week. you got Mike Evans obviously being just fine with Baker Mayfield back there swinging the ball. Mm-hmm. That guy's been a cowboy his whole life. They got his mind slinging it, closing his eyes, and just winging that shit down the field. Um, it's going to be nice to have Bradbury back, which will be good. But I think it will be a pretty... I think this will be the hardest test for a secondary as a whole. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is tough to play. Addison's unproven. But you have two savvy veteran receivers that know how to read defenses and play ball. That'll be tricky. The only plus side is that they have no run game and really no tight end. So, you know, we'll see what what they do with that. I think Worfs is out. They have their... And they lost their... Uh, center, too, this off season, to this offseason, yeah, to retirement. Center injury.
2: seen retired. I think Werfs is back. Is he back? Yeah, I think he played last week.
1: Well, you know, I'm not too concerned about that aspect. So it's going to be a one-dimensional game from Tampa Bay. But I think it's huge that you get Bradbury back.
2: When, especially because you lost Avante. Yeah, yeah, I think. I don't know. I'm kind of scared about this game. Uh, when this uh, the schedule came out, I said that we would win, but there's going to be a close one.
0: Did you see they're also honoring What's-His-Face? Uh, oh, Rondé Barber? Yeah. Oh, They made it, oh, they, they they made it personal. Oh, man. <laughs> they that's, made it, that's a bad omen. They had omen. to go and make it personal. <laughs> he that's killed, either a
2: bad omen or we come out and stop
0: He them. killed the vet yeah. and
1: the link in back-to-back seasons.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that vet. Ooh.
1: He killed us in the NFC Championship game in the vet. Oh, the last man. game of the season. Boom. That pick to him. And then the oh. opening game of the Link. Bang. Who was it again? Barber. The guy's good. But also, fuck it. We did that shit to Brady, too. So I don't, I'm not scared about that shit. The guy's not playing the fucking game. Who cares?
2: Yeah, eh, It's bad. It's bad energy.
1: It doesn't fucking matter. It's also Tampa Bay. They got no fan. It, I'm not worried about who they bring on the sideline. Whatever. It's no big deal. They're not playing the game. They can't focus on that. Yeah. This is my WIP guy coming out now. Oh, I car. can tell, yeah. but I love to
0: go. To, if you guys, I've heard it like their state, like not like if necessarily you're a fan of the team, or whatever. I've heard it. They're like that stadium is like one of the most fun, just like stadiums to like hang out in or whatever.
2: I'm sure it is because people probably go hang out and not watch a game because yeah, they have a little pirate ship. Florida, <laughs> it's always you know? so
0: quiet. <laughs> it's like
2: the
1: pirate ship sounds cool. I want to hear that. It go seems off. pretty cool. Not. This week, not I mean, Monday, yeah, but not, you know
2: I hope it's uh, yeah in person. Yeah, I hope that thing's mute on Monday. Can you stand on the boat?
0: I think people go out. That'd there. be cool
2: tickets. Yo, can you jump off the boat into the water? Is there there are things not near Can you make a walk right? the probably make him walk not. the
0: plank?
1: Mm, maybe. Might be a liability issue. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, so someone so oh speaking of that, I someone just died that? at the Patriots game I saw. I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, what was that? There was a fight that happened in the England in the stadium and someone ended up dying.
0: Really yeah, they, in the fight? they got hit in the head. Yeah.
1: Jeez. They left the game in a an ambulance and then they that was they dead. Done. And
2: people think we're bad, man. We never yeah. kill well yeah.
1: again. We never killed anybody. Yeah, if I know, have it hasn't been reported. We killed with kindness
2: at the at the link. Yeah, now, we don't do that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. Boston fans are on some other ship. But yeah, getting back to
1: What Tampa Bay? It'll be a this tough game, game yeah. for sure.
2: I had it booked as an easy win again, but now that they're
1: two zero, Baker Mayfield's got that little it's bit of ball, weird, dude. like douche blue swag. It'll be a tough game. Our secondary's banged up. It all depends on what our defensive front does, and if Hurts maybe, you know, what the. It's a very intriguing team. There's no, like, oh, we're gonna go blow them out this way. It's really depending on like they kind of test their shit out in the first quarter, first half, second. And I hate to say this, but they tend to be more of a second-half, second-quarter team where they start to make adjustments that they don't usually do, historically, as an Eagles team.
2: And and they find a way to win. That's all I'm going to say. You got a score prediction? I'm going to say... Lions minus four-and-a-half Eagles right now. I'm going to say 31-21. Damn, that's high-scoring. See, I don't, I don't know if I have a yeah. scoring that many points. What I'll say is, I'm kind of scared about this game for two reasons. I think offensively, the the passing game's going to look stronger. I think A.J. Brown finally gets off and gets 80 yards in the TD. He feels good about himself. Dallas Schuyler gets loose for about 60. But we're playing a good defense with a, a really good defensive coordinator. Todd Bowles, man, I mean, Last We're time coming we... off a Brian Flores, a Bill Belichick. We get him. It doesn't get any easier. Yeah. yeah. So I think we'll struggle to score points. They're going to neutralize the running game with Vita Vea and Levante David in the middle of that defense. I think we end up winning, what do I got written down here? 23-20. I close. don't have that close to what I was going to say. That's
0: almost exactly what I was going to say. What you got? I was going to say 24-21. Uh, tw- uh, tw- I think it's going to be close. I think the... I think the- Bucks will cover that line. Not, not, not a ton of scoring, but I yeah, I think I see us edging it out. I say
1: 31-24, yeah. that's what I meant to say the first time. Gotcha. 21, right. there's no way they don't get a field goal up in there. Um, yeah, tough, you know, and it is Jalen Hurts' first game back in Tampa Bay after he got absolutely shellacked by Tom True. Brady in the yeah. playoffs, so hopefully he's got some kind of shit like that going for him, but... This team finds a way to win. It's not sexy. It's not cute. It's not flary, But they're gritty. They play good defense. They run the ball. Don't get away. Don't try to do anything too nuts with the offense. Just add a new piece every week. If last week, you know, the first week was Devontae Smith, boom. Won us the game. We're good to go. Second week, you added Swift into the fold. He crushed it. Third week, give me either Goddard or A.J. Brown. Let me get one of them get activated in the game real quick. Be nice, yeah. Yeah, you know I don't need everybody getting involved. I don't need you to throw your first six passes or to six different people. I don't need any kind of shit like that. Weird stats going that way, but one more piece. The defense does its job. I don't see them giving up the game. It's the offense that you know keep the pressure on, run that score up, to mm-hmm. get you know. But I feel good. Thirty-one twenty-four. 23-20, 24-21. 24-21.
2: Yeah, they're a good team. But, I mean, after this past Monday's just... Although, I guess the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game wasn't too bad. That Nick Chubb injury was hard to watch. <sighs> Damn,
1: that was tough. I hate to see that shit, yeah, that to be honest with brutal. you.
2: That Carolina-New Orleans game pathetic.
1: Was... But, dude, oh my... I'd rather boy. watch a college game at that point. Yeah,
2: And even the, the, the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game wasn't great. So, yeah, we'll at least... The Eagles will give the fans something to watch on Monday night. Big time.
0: Yeah, it'd be a little more interesting. So, you guys, just see, uh, hear about the missing plane?
2: Yeah, apparently, right? I didn't missing... know anything about it till today. <laughs> the missing F thirty five.
0: I guess, I guess it was found today, right? They yeah, it was found a few hours wreckage. ago, like probably, yeah. probably like eight hours ago at this but point. But it was just like straight up missing for like a day or two. Just 80 billion like yeah. dollars yeah. of our money yeah, just floating around I, it, it's funny because this story, like so i guess the guy like who's flying i don't know i don't know what they were doing exactly just taking it it's out like for a little spin. test flight you a know test, yeah just kicking the old around. tires yeah just going for a little joy ride and i guess there's they kept so they kept categorizing as there was a mishap which i don't know <laughs> I don't know what that means yeah the same and fucking the top ejected. gun you can't just take the fucking Dude, this planes the thing, out <laughs> this is the thing It reminded, i just recently watched the top gun sequel and this like was exactly what happens in like the opening sequence in the top gun sequel it's like tom cruise it's like uh they're you know uh he want they want to keep testing out this plane and they're like oh they're gonna cut our uh funding and they're closed they're ending this program and because the, they want to get to Mach 10 or whatever and tom cruise is like all right, they want Mach 10, let's go to Mach 10, And like, gets in the plane, and it starts, like, you know, cranking up the speed, like, crazy, and it's, like, you know, he just keeps pushing it, and pushing it, and pushing it, and finally, like, it's, it gets to the point where, like, the, the plane is, like, starting to, like, break up or whatever. <laughs> starts shaking and like crazy, yeah. And so he, like, ejects, ends up, like, in the middle of nowhere, he, like, walks into some, like, diner or something, and he's, like, where am I, like... And, then, like, the ship, uh, you know, the plane is, just, like, God knows where. But I was, like, that sounds like exactly what yeah, <laughs> happened it's... here. But it's, like, so funny, too, because, like, uh, I mean, it's, I, I was, like, thinking about, like, why do they even need these, like, what are what are people doing in these, like, fighter jets anymore now that we have all these, like, drones and all this other shit? It doesn't really
2: make any sense. <laughs> I
0: was thinking, like like, Top Gun 3. It's gonna be like Tom Cruise. He's like eighty years old, driving a drone, and he's, and he's in the drone. Yeah, he's in the, like the Las Vegas airbase <laughs> yeah. with the drone, just, just, just in some shipping container like, in the middle of the desert, yeah. just like he's yep, just like I got dropping, him. Yeah, he's just like in, in the like piloting the drone with a little jo- little like uh, uh, video game joystick. Just dropping dropping a bunch of cluster bombs on, like, a wedding From in the a Middle co- East. That's <laughs> I making mean, drones out of cardboard boxes. That's a cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to yeah. be
2: fair, though, man, like, it's probably pretty cool if it, like, fly over one of those things around. Oh, and, I'm like, sure
0: it's crazy fun.
2: I mean, I don't the, know eight, how I eight feel about dropping dollar... bombs on people,
0: but... Well, yeah, we, they don't, wanna the do they don't, don't really zone. do bombs,
1: though. They're like, uh... I don't really know what no one really uses. This isn't World War II, Two. We're not. I feel like they like only. Big...
0: I feel like they only use these things to do flyovers during NFL games. Yeah, <laughs> when isn't doing like the fucking, anymore.
1: This isn't like the Snoopy versus the Red, like the, the fucking. Shows. You know, whatever yeah, it is. True. Like no one's doing like yeah. air attacks, jet versus jet. They're always just flying around, but yeah. not doing anything. Like, like you know,
0: it's, yeah, it's funny in like the Top Gun movie. It's like they, there's like you know having these like dog fights and they're like. And it's that like, shouldn't when happen. When's the last time this yeah. anything like this happened? Yeah, I, yeah, no, like this isn't uh, World War Two or some shit. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, what, what do
1: know. we, you know? And the jet dog, we'll say it did look fucking pretty sleek. That shit was sick. The F-35, oh, gangsta, like, yeah, dude. it looked yeah. Cool, yeah, but you know, eighty million dollars, and they just because the guy was about yeah. to pass out, so he bitched out and kicked out of the plane. He's like, "Well, that's it. How do you write that shit up as an expense? What do you say when you get back home? Like this ain't a movie. When you get back home, like, boss." uh the alien lo-
2: boss, the yeah. aliens got me. <laughs> I lost the it, jet. Yeah. What do you mean I you saw lost an, an alien. The, yeah. yeah. The,
0: I, got, I got shot down by the Mexican aliens. <laughs> How does he still have a job after <laughs> that shit? Aliens. How
1: do they have a job after that? That's nuts.
0: Oh, It's just part. As shit happens. And the know? partner in the other plane was probably like, fuck. I mean, fuck. fucking go- go- the Goose died in the first movie. It turned out it wasn't Tom Cruise's fault. Like, it's just that's sometimes things go wrong. That's always Tom Cruise's in fault. In Top Gun. Well, this is, hold up. I gotta play this clip for this guy Yeah, play my so man, dude like, So I guess the play, it went down in South Carolina And this is some guy Who, I guess, heard it
2: Uh, in the bathroom Taking a shave
0: Randolph White And
2: I heard a, a screeching saw that Between a screech and a whistle <laughs> I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom In my whole house, y'all
0: White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody.
2: <laughs>
0: what did he think it was? It
2: was? It was a meteorite come out of
0: space I, I said, well, if the airplane, it needed to be reported, but the thing was flying just too low. The F-35B airplane wreckage created an extensive debris field. The wreckage is located off Old Georgetown Road. Military security is very tight, with numerous red and white signs on the... Uh, yeah, so that, well,
1: so. I love that his in-between a screech and a whistle was just a screech. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, do me- do yeah. meteorites make noise? I never uh, heard one. i never seen one. I don't think that guy's seen one either.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a meteorite would wreck this planet, man. No. I mean, if it actually Well, it depends hit. on how big it is. Yeah, if it hit. No, it depends on how big. Like, yeah. Meteorites a meteorite... are always pretty big, though. No, a meteorite could be You're this big. You're thinking of a meteor, dude. They're different. No, a, a meteor. Meteorite. Isn't a meteor and a meteorite different? I think a meteor... I would assume
0: that the meteor is the bigger one. That's
2: the big boy. Oh. The meteorite Meteorite. Like baby meteor. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking I mean, I'm of.
0: sure both could do a, a significant amount of damage if it's flying I really feel fast. like things that end in eight are usually smaller than... Yeah, like, you're probably right. Or, you're probably right. But, but, a,
1: meteorite, but a, meteor, a meteor, though, could also be, you know, the size I of the like table. That's like,
0: I feel like that's like every few years. It's like you hear some shit from, like, right. So where there's, like... Yeah, there's a meteor that uh, could possibly uh, collide, and it would. Uh, there know, is one like twenty-one life on Earth, and then it's like Kobe saying, like, "Oh yeah, it, uh, it missed us by a little bit. It's fine, it's cool." There is <laughs> one
1: like twenty-one forty something that is supposedly going to hit the Earth and like destroy everything. But twenty-one
2: forty, th- well, yeah. why don't they send some fighter but, jets up there to shoot it by down then, and stop it? They got to send Bruce. Willis but you can send, uh, send a jet into space, so you know what I'm saying. Up there. I'm sure we could, man. We got all sorts of technology. But we by, by then, that. like if my
0: Nephews like, what, what, and nieces
2: have kids,
1: and then they live to eighty. They're fucked. They're the ones that they're dead. They're done. If that if the meteor it hits at twenty one forty one, it's only hundred twenty years from now. So if my nieces and nephews live to be like, you know, they have kids at 35, 40, then their kids grow up to be eighty. They're done. It's uh. Suck if
0: like they they finally they finally like solve all this like climate change stuff. They like we get completely takes like a like, hundred years or whatever, but it's like. We got completely off fossil fuels, all the energy. You get hit by a rock. Everything's just <laughs> completely clean. Everything. We're like, finally, we did it. the, the biggest The biggest challenge in human history, where there, our entire planet was threatened, we finally figure this mm-hmm. out and got past it. And then just, bam! You just go out like the fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> like right after. I Honestly, this suck ass. That's so, what's
1: gonna happen. That is what's gonna happen.
0: I don't want to live in a world
2: like that because that will mean no more gas. Well, stoves. no, we're gonna, gonna be cooking on an electric stove. We're gonna be done so way well, before all this shit better...
0: happens.
2: You think they will?
0: I think if they, well, I think if they figure out enough ways to uh, nano the big stuff, we can still keep the small. stuff. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like like if me they, if they if, 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 if they, uh, all the propane. Big, I mean, if they find more renewable ways to do like the big like industry, you know things like your you know, home, your little like of, home appliances okay. will probably be okay, because you get right. a little bit, a little bit of co it. It's fine. I've
1: it's seen the grills in Chipotle. That ain't what I have in the fucking kitchen. So if they can have their gas burning shit out there, I should be able to yeah, have my yeah, little well stove. Keep
2: ours. Autism be damned, man. I don't give a damn.
1: Also, it's only on for like fifteen minutes at a time, thirty yeah. minutes at a time.
2: But like I was saying last week, we're pro autism. We're pro gas stove here. And at the end of the day, yeah,
0: we're pro-gasto, pro-autism, pro-anal sex, yeah, pro-PBA, day, exactly, yeah. pro-PBA. All that, all, every yeah, pro- no, he's <laughs> no, pro-PBA. Pro- what PBA? We're not pro- yeah. Look, I just don't think you should be out of the park wherever you want. Someone's got, someone's got to be the bad guy, you know.
2: Damn, talk about anal. Yeah, I forgot to pay one of those <laughs> tickets.
0: I got another. I got to know
2: this in the mail. Jesus Christ! Already. See? That's Trevor
1: out there Sometimes. sneaking around like the fucking Grinch over here.
0: Yeah, so I just gotta, you gotta pay them for well, <laughs>
1: At the end of the day, no matter what we do, we could all just be ended by a giant rock.
0: Yeah, either a giant rock or an, an F-35 could just crash right into your house.
1: Damn, getting that fucking You won't money be. Your though. Family will be. Well it depends on who's home. <laughs> Obviously, me, Hannah, I
2: I would take the hit. (laughs) I was was hoping you were going to say that. I wasn't (laughs) going to say it for you. Just (laughs) save yourself there.
0: Well, folks, I think that is about just going to do it for us here tonight. Please uh, leave us a five star rating and review over your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. And from all of us here at The Citywide, good morning, good afternoon. Good night. Peace. See ya.